Did he know that you were not going to obey him before he married you? Yes, he didn't care. He loved he loved that I was an alpha female because I kind of like solved all his problems and what? made decisions. He loved me because I was alpha. He hated me because I was alpha. Welcome to the Fallen State. I am Destiny Peterson. The Fallen State is now on Patreon. So click the Patreon link to support our work. And thank you so much, folks. Today I have with me Grace Braga. And she is a Latinx comedian, actress, and relationship coach. Grace, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. Right on. So, Grace, what is a Latinx? Uh, I'm Latina, but I put Latinx to kind of honor uh, all genders, you know, male, female, and non-binary. Um, so that's why I put Latinx. Oh, I got you. And so you call yourself a Latinx so you can honor both men and women? Yeah, well, I identify as female. Oh, okay. She, her. But I just, I just put that just to include, you know, everybody. So when you just said male and female or men and women, that's not everybody? Well, there's non-binary also. What does that mean? Uh, they, they identify, they don't identify as female or male exclusively. So that's what that is. Oh, they identify as something else? Yes. Oh, I got you. Um, so Grace, what's important to you? Uh, what's important to me, yeah. um, if we are going to get deep, uh, <laughs> the most important, <laughs> the most important thing for me is to love and help others. And I do that through my comedy and my relationship coaching and anything I do really, it's, um, all about that. Oh, I see. And how do you help them do your comedy and stuff like that? Well, with comedy, you know, it's uh, people identify and connect with your experiences, even though they might be a little different. The human experience is pretty much, you know, universal. Um, so by connecting with that experience and me making fun of it or, you know, making light of it or uh, laughing about it, then I think people kind of like, you know, light, it lightens the load, I, I think. It oh, lightens. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh and anything else, you know, any any connection with anybody, if I can help or, or you know, make their life better, that's, I think, what I'm here for. Right on. It's interesting you said that you are a Latinx, you're Latina, but you yes. look white. <laughs> are your parents white? Well, my mom uh, was uh, Italian descent and my dad Italian and Spanish. So, and I grew up in Argentina. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know what I am. <laughs> I don't know what I am. It's just a weird, I'm kind of like a combination of like two different cultures, um, you know, the American culture and the Argentine culture, I right. feel. Um, I, there, I don't identify with any particular race, to be honest. Um, just, I am me. And so we, while growing up that, kids and young adults just assume you were white? Well, yeah, I lived in Argentina uh, until, you know, I went to college. I came to the U.S. to go to college. And yes, of course, people assume I am white. But when they hear a little bit of an accent, right. they're like, hmm, like, where are you from? <laughs> like, they start like Boston, New York. I'm like, no, Argentina. And they're like, oh, wow. You know, they just, Latinos, you know, Latinx, we come in all shapes, colors, sizes, cultures. There's different cultures within the Latinx community. So it's it's hard to make it just um, one thing. Right. Do you love all people? I love all people. I don't like all people. <laughs> if that makes sense. Do you love white people? I love all people. I, to me, you know, I grew up in Argentina where we did not have, um, you know, boxes where you check like right. Hispanic or whatever, you know, black, white, uh, Asian. Uh, so I grew up 
thinking, okay, you're either Argentinian or non-Argentinian. So that's my mentality. So uh, that's, I don't know if that answers the question. Uh, that, that was an ADHD. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have to love all white people. Yes, I love, well, not all. Like I said, I love everyone because I am called to love right. everyone, but I don't like everyone, which is two different categories. Okay. Different things. Uh, interesting. And so are you a Christian? Um, I consider myself spiritual. I, I do, um, you know, uh, follow the teachings of uh, Jesus and Buddha. And, and I think it's all kind of like the same um, thing where it's about the higher self. And it's I think a lot of religion has misinterpreted uh, the teachings of Jesus. And um, so I've. I would not call myself a Christian. I would call myself a spiritual person who um So what, what is the difference in being, you believe in Jesus, right? Well, he existed and he was uh, an advanced soul that came here to help us, really, like Buddha and, you know, uh, other souls. But I, you know, the way that religion portrays it, I don't, I'm not, I don't follow that. But you do believe in Jesus, yeah, he existed, and he he was awesome. But that's it. Oh, I don't. So you believe, believe he existed, but you don't believe in him. What's the difference? Like, believe that he's the son of God, and that and, that's what you're asking me, right? He he is the son of God. He was sent to save us all from the sin, father state, and those who believe in him believe in the Father. And so, do you believe in Jesus? Well, that's a very complex question because the way I approach any type of spirituality is is not as simple as as that. I don't. Um, I just look more into the spiritual aspect of it, where Jesus really taught about the kingdom of God is really your higher self. It's not something in the sky. You know, that's what I believe. Right. Amazing. I've done a lot of research. <laughs> I noticed yeah. that today a lot of people are. They say they believe in Allah, Abba, Buddha, or someone else, but they seem to be afraid to say, I am a Christian. Where we are a Christian nation, you would think that, in, like in the good old days, we knew that Christianity and still know it's the best religion on this side of heaven, right? So we knew that it was a blessing and an honor to be a Christian. Why are people afraid to say that now? Well, I don't know if it's like the best religion, I believe, um, you know, that all religions have valid points. I don't believe that Christianity is the it religion. That's my personal belief. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I, I do uh, research into spirituality and the hidden meanings of the teachings of Jesus and not just, you know, whatever religion tells me, oh, this is it. You know, the scriptures also were um tampered with big time and if you read books like the book of thomas that did not make it into the bible and you read the teachings of jesus they're purely spiritual there's nothing about you know he was born of a virgin and all that is like ancient myths or legends or whatever it's something that was put into the christian religion so that people would identify with it because that's what they they believed in before you know, in the scriptures, it said, Jesus said that we must be born again. God yeah. loves us, but he doesn't love us as we are. And in order to enter into the kingdom of heaven within, you must be born again. You got to overcome that fallen state and return to the Father. Do you agree to that? Well, what I believe here refers to the fallen state is the lower vibrations, uh, like fear, anger, all that, all that stuff that makes us kind of ugly. Right. Uh, and when he talks about the kingdom of God, it's really about the higher self. So what I practice is I vibrate in the higher self, which is love, peace, joy, forgiveness, and enlightenment, rather than stay in the anger. Like if I get angry or I get fearful, uh, instead of staying in that state, I immediately go into my higher self and vibrate into love and peace and joy. And that works for me. I think that's what Jesus talked about. And it's, you know, to me, it's been misinterpreted. And so you, do you ever get angry now that you are spiritual? 
Of course, I'm a human being. We all get angry. But, uh, but the trick is, do we stay in that anger? Do we still vibrate with that low-frequency anger or low-frequency fear or whatever it is? Uh, or do we just push it aside? It's like, okay, what I do is I meditate. I just breathe, and I access my higher self. And the higher self is the one that connects to the divine intelligence or God, whatever you want to call um but anyone that, that has anger is has the nature of their father, the devil, because in anger there is no love. It's only hatred and judgment and right. judging thyself and others. And so if you get angry, you according to the script, you're of your father, the devil, and you can't serve to God. You either serve Satan or you serve the true God. Which one do you serve? Well, obviously, if I go to my higher self and I connect with the divine intelligence, I serve the higher uh, God. I think Satan and God are within us. You know, it's like our natures. That's what they refer to. Okay. I don't think okay. I, there could be, you know, entities, and I've experienced that, that are evil or they're good. You know, that that is besides the point. But I think that it's in our nature, and that's what uh, the scriptures refer to. And do you have perfect peace? I actually do have peace. How about very much perfect so. peace? Do you have perfect peace? Pretty much, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, like nothing, you know, if something bothers me, um, like I said, I, I again, I access that high frequency of love and um, and peace and joy and just stay there and not, not you know, worry or be angry about things because it's all... Um, if you're angry at somebody else, you're like staying in this level. You want to yeah. stay, you know, you want to connect with that divine love, that divine creator um, that that will um, give you that that peace and that joy and that love. I was uh, in preparing for the show. I saw a recent interview of you by a narcissistic abuse recovery coach. And yes. in that in that interview you said that you you had a narcissistic mother can you explain what that is and how do you know she was narcissistic what does that mean uh well that's that's another story uh <laughs> <laughs> you're asking very deep questions oh, <laughs> and you. i like it i like it yeah. um well there's a lot of traits uh, about narcissists the first um they care about themselves only, obviously. Uh, they do not uh, care about your feelings. Um, they blame, my experience is like they blame their feelings, how they feel on you. It's always your fault. Um, and uh, they manipulate you. They give you like a little roller coaster of emotions um, yeah. and they manipulate you with that. You know, they, they reel you in and they, you gain um, their trust. I mean, they, they gain your trust. And so then when you trust them and you're cool, that's when they punch you in the face and then, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And then again, they repeat the cycle. So it's kind of like they have you on your toes and it's like your stomach is always like, oh, you know, what yeah. are they going to do today? And when you would tell your father, my mother is crazy and I need <laughs> you to help me deal with her, what, did he help you deal with your mother? Well, he was always working. Oh, he stayed away from her. <laughs> I would have too. I mean, I love, love, love my mother because I have compassion for her uh, condition. And, um, you know, it was more a mental illness that was not treated that caused her to be that way. Um, so I do have compassion for her right. and love. And, um, and I think that's the only way I could heal from all the damage that was, all the trauma yeah. that was and, inflicted. And so when you went as a kid, a child growing up, when you would tell your father, once he did get home from work or wherever he was, when you would say, hey, my mother's crazy, help me deal with her, what would he say? No, I could never do that. He was kind of like a little bit of a coward. Oh, he so was a I beta male? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I knew he, he wouldn't, I just instinctively knew he was not going to help me. Um, but I, I do, um, remember, you know, he, he was a very funny guy and he was, uh, he actually inspired me to be a comedian and, and I wish I had more time with him, but you know, my mom was 
he was always away and my mom was the main, the main caretaker. Yeah. So, um, but you know, like I said, I have just nothing but love and compassion for my mother. And so when you say he was a coward, can you explain that? Uh, he was afraid of my mom. (laughs) (laughs) And you can just just tell that in his action or what? Well, she was, well, what happens is uh, she had borderline personality. That's why I've been talking to a lot of therapists about it. And that's what we think she had. And of course it was unmedicated. And, uh, so what happens is they switch on you like, like that. So they can be okay and something triggers them that's like, for you, it wouldn't trigger you. You know, like uh, you leave a cup of coffee on the table and that triggers them and you're like, what just happened? Right. Um, and so they just like, boom. And and so I think he was scared of that. <laughs> he didn't want to deal with that. <laughs> I didn't want to deal with it, but I never knew what would trigger her, right. you know? Were you an only child? No, I have a brother, but we we don't. We don't have a good relationship because uh, he's messed up too. <laughs> uh, and so, As you can imagine. You know how when we are traumatized by our parents, especially the mother, and yeah. you become angry, you become like what you hate. You take on the identity right. of that that you hate. Did you become narcissistic like your mother? Well, of course, some learned behaviors, you know, that when you deal with certain situations, you see your mother, she's your role model, especially as a female. So you you kind of like, oh, this is the way you deal with it. And then you realize, no, that's not the way you deal with it. So um, thank God I have a lot of critical thinking and I have a lot of um, logic, logical skills. So I I did, I became aware like, oh, this is not good. This is not the way to deal with it. So I realized that it was a learned behavior. And um, yes, uh, usually the child of a narcissistic parents can adopt the, uh, adopt the, Traits of a narcissist, absolutely. And so you became like what you hate. Um, not a hundred percent, I would right. say, but in certain situations, and I didn't like it at all. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, it's like, yeah. wait, this is not the way it, I should deal with this. Yeah. So, um, but it takes a lot of um, mental clarity to be able to acknowledge, you know, that you can take on the traits of a narcissist. Are you over that now? I am so over it. Okay. I told you, I just go love, peace. Right. You know, I don't I don't want to mess with that. I had too much of that, too much trauma, PTSD. I don't want to deal with it. And so did you go to your mother and forgive her for resenting yes. her for being so crazy? Oh, my God, yes, of you, course. You told her that? Yes, and we actually did talk about it. But the problem is that she she didn't see it. She saw it, but she didn't see it at the same time. Right. And when you have a condition like borderline personality, you can't control your emotions uh, at times. And so, you know, I would tell her something and she would get angry. But I did stop her when, um, like, a couple of years before she passed away, um, she was, like, yelling at me for whatever stupid reason. And I completely just stopped her with a lot of authority and and, uh, strength. And she was like, wow, that's exactly what I need. And that's when I knew she, she's messed up. You know, like she needed her daughter to stop her from blowing up. And your father, did you go and forgive him for not protecting you from her? Of course, yeah. You, you but, told him yeah. that? I never got to tell him because he passed away when I was much younger. Oh, and okay. So, yeah, so I wasn't still in touch with all this mess. <laughs> <laughs> Build this inheritance. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, you said that your brother's messed up too. Have you suggested to him that he need to forgive his mother for being crazy and, and forgive his father for not protecting him? It's hard for me to talk to him. Oh, it is? It's very hard for me to talk to him. Yeah. It's, oh. it's very hard. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, you know, if he's listening, yes, definitely I would suggest that because that's the past and that's stopping, you know, you from being all you can be when you went to get help with counselors and therapists and all all that stuff during the time you were gone were they able to help you who who was able to help were you seeing therapists and counselors oh yeah well the thing is i'm a very uh thinking person like i think a lot um a lot and i do a lot of research so um 
I would go prepared. It's almost like, okay, this is what, what's going on. This is my analysis. And then there would be like, you know, yeah, well, you know, she had borderline personality, this and that. And to be honest, I don't need somebody to tell me how to heal. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, if I access the kingdom of God or my higher self, whatever you want to call it, I'm able to do that now. And that is what heals me and what keeps me sane and in peace and in joy. And oh, okay. Yeah, and understanding of what this life is about. It's just a temporary journey. We're in these bodies. We're way bigger than these bodies. Um, and we're here to raise the vibration of the earth. You know, if you act in love and peace and joy and forgiveness, uh, you raise the vibration of other people because you don't tap into that, you know, rah, anger and fear and like all the ugly stuff that that just doesn't lead anywhere but destruction. Is there such a thing as a true thought, thought, a thought tr of lies or truth? A true thought. Interesting. Well, I don't think I'm, I am my thoughts. I do uh, kind of like look at, okay, I'm thinking this, that doesn't sound right or doesn't ring true. So yeah. I, I do kind of like filter the thoughts. Um, and they, I don't know where they come from. It could be an external thing. It could be um, some somebody connects with you. I do believe like we can connect telepathically with people. And I do that a lot. Like I, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like I think of somebody or uh, think about somebody doing something. And that's exactly what happens like five minutes later. Like it's insane. Um, so, so you realize so, that you're not the creator of your thoughts. That's right. Yeah. And so is there such a thing as a good or a bad thought? I don't think there's a good or bad thought. Um, I think that um, it's what you do with the thought that's good or bad. It's what you do with them? Yeah. Well, and what do you mean by that? Well, if my uh, my thought says, I want to punch this person in the face, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which it comes to me <laughs> at times, uh, you know, I, I will be like, hmm not a good idea yeah. you know or if a thought comes to me and it's like you need to help this person or you need to you know give them compassion that's a good thought in the sense that i will take action i will do it i will i will honor that thought yeah where they come from i have no idea they come from my consciousness from an outside source no clue i have but, noticed that all thoughts are all lies all the time there's no such thing as a true thought. They build you up to make you feel good, and then they, they, right. they let you down to make you feel bad. They build you up, and after a while, you just want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> well, uh, that's why you have to kind of analyze your thoughts. I'm misanalyze. You know, you just analyze the thought. Is this something that I want to do? Is this who I really am? You know, punching somebody in the face. Yeah, it would be fun to do it because I'm mad at them. Yeah, but yeah. is that who I really want to be? Is that who I really am? And the answer is no. Do you have an ego? Of course, we all have egos. How about now, you? Oh, we all do. Now, How about you? I, of course, yeah. And I what do is have an the ego. ego? What is that? Well, there's two types of ego, I think. Uh, the ego where you know your value, and I think that's a healthy thing. And the ego where you're impressed with yourself. <laughs> Uh, I am not impressed with myself. I was inducted in the uh, National Comedy Hall of Fame, and people keep reminding me because I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> like, I'm not impressed. It's like, so what? You know, it doesn't mean anything to me uh, in the sense that, I mean, I'm honored, but I'm not impressed. It's like, okay, whatevs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so you became a relationship coach. You, you've started doing relationship and relationship coaching, right? Yes, I, I'm certified. And <laughs> certified. how did that happen? You like walking down the road one day and you say, you know what? I'm going to be a relationship coach. What the? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, as a comedian, I talk a lot about love and relationships and dating and, and all that. And uh, so sometimes people, believe it or not, they come for advice to me and I give like the weirdest <laughs> advice, but <laughs> it works. Um so I was like, this would be a fun thing to do. And I actually wrote this book, Love at First X, 
right here. Okay. Um, after I had two breakups in 10 months, that's another story for another show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to heal myself and help others. And it's it's kind of like a funny guide to, to uh, coping with breakups and making the most out of your relationship with your ex-lover. So... Um, so yeah, so I just, it just kind of came about because I broke up a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Was, and did you break up because the men didn't know how to handle you? They couldn't deal with you? No. Uh, well, the first one, uh, in that one, when I wrote that book, he was an arc. Um, and then the second guy, a narcissist. Oh, okay. A malignant narcissist. And he had me like up and down, crazy, crazy. And so I escaped that. And then my rebound guy was like a really chill guy with so friends. He was like the opposite, you know, like very, um, very cool. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm an expert in breakups. And so are you married now? No, no, I don't think I'm going to get married again. Oh, really? Oh, you've been married. Oh, you were married to those two guys. No, no, no. I was married twice when I was really young. We're still friends with that first one. The second one, um, we were friends for a long time, and then uh, his current girlfriend, wife, I'm not sure what's going on, uh, did not want him. He wanted him to cut ties with me, and they demonized me. It was really weird, yeah, so yeah. weird. Yeah, Maybe. whatever. You know, if that works for her, good for you. If she thinks, you know, I'm a threat, that's and that's it makes her happy, go for it. Yeah. Any children? I don't have kids. And so when you were married, was your husband ahead of you? Did you follow him? Uh, <laughs> I'm an alpha female, so no. You did not obey your husband? No, I don't obey. Well, no wonder it didn't work. <laughs> well, I don't believe in that. I think that was like written, like I know exactly what you're saying. Like Paul said that, right? Right. Like that's been written like years and years ago. I don't believe in that. But had you obeyed like, your husband, you would be married today. I don't want to be married. Oh, you don't? No. Why would I want to be married? Because uh, don't you want children, like your own little family and all that? You don't want all that? No. No, I'm happy the way I am. So why you did know, you get married then? Well, because I was young and I thought that was what I needed to do to oh. be happy and to fit in society. And now in my journey... I I do whatever I feel is right for me. And marriage is not for everyone. Kids right. are not for everyone, you Absolutely. know? Yeah. As a matter of fact, Paul said it's best not to be married. But if you yeah. go to burn, then it's best to be married. But it's best not to. And we should commit ourselves to God. So um, do you? Pref- so you wouldn't obey your husband? No wonder it didn't work. No, he was a beta male, too. So I kind of bossed him around. <laughs> oh, well, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> wish you wish you bossed prefer- around. So what? He wanted to be bossed around, you know? What a better listen, I'm a born leader. I I know what's good, I know what's up, and I know what works, and I just do it. And which do you prefer? Alpha males or beta males? I don't know at this point. Um I I I don't know. I, I really don't know what I prefer. And and are they all alpha or beta? Is there like maybe a gray area right there no they're uh, either alpha or beta it can't be <laughs> no gray area then i don't want either <laughs> <laughs> and so um i can't get past you're not obeying your husband at the time oh my God, no i'm not at no. the time did you know that he was a beta male that you before you married him did you know he was a beta and you were not going to obey him Yes, I never even thought about obeying a husband, ever. There's no way. You're not going to make me obey anyone. And did he know that you were not going to obey him before he married you? Yes, he didn't care. He loved He loved that I was an alpha female because I kind of like solved all his problems and what? made decisions. And so he did you love anything? Did you love him because he was beta and did you hate him because he was Beta. Yeah, and he loved me because I was alpha. He hated me because I was alpha. And you loved and hated him as well? Yeah, we both did, I think. Well, not hate. Hate is a strong word, but I think, like, annoyed. Yeah. We were both annoyed with each other. <laughs> but at the same time, we liked it, you know. So are you surprised you end up with men that were just like your father? Men that were afraid no, of you? Of not. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking for, that was my role model as a father. You're looking um, for a father's love. 
That's yes, of course. Yeah, beta male. But actually, like the the last um, when I wrote this book, yeah, the, the first narc, he was kind of like an alpha male. Um, so we, <laughs> we were like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was interesting, but it was actually um, I like I like an alpha male. They're they're fun, but just don't tell me what to do. There's no way you can't tell me what to do. Amazing. Do you believe <laughs> that men and women are equal? Yes, of course they are. In what way? Uh, we're like human beings here on earth to do what we came here to do. But how are you equal? We're just the same. We're consciousness in bodies. And, but how are you equal to a man? I have the intelligence of a, you know, we have both have intelligence. We both have bodies. They're different, but we both have bodies. Um we both have feelings, emotions. I mean, we're like the same, except there's different equipment. And how are you equal to a man, though? I am as smart as everything as a man. What I've noticed is that men, uh, real men, they have, they, uh, they have no anger. They are common sense. They're very logical. They are dispassionate and not emotional. And they know that of the order of God, God and Christ, Christ and man, man over woman and a woman over the children. And so they know that the woman came, the man came from God and the woman came from the man. And they know that it's their responsibility to bring the woman back to God by being that perfect example for her. Otherwise, she would be lost in her emotions and all of her decisions would bring nothing but destruction. That I disagree completely. Look Why? at me. I am like super logical. I do not, I'm not driven by my emotions at all. I know I've met men that have driven by emotions more than I am. Ever. But that's because they have their mother's identity. They don't have their own, the man's identity. They've been turned away from their fathers. And as I said, you become like what you hate. So those are beta males who has the woman's identity instead of the father. But men who have overcome mama, they become logical and they lead the woman, and the woman is subject to the man whether she want to be or not. I don't believe in that. And actually, the creation of Adam and Eve is the is splitting of the atoms into male and female. Everything is male and female. It's not about, like, he took a rib from Adam, you know. That's not... If you if you study a little bit of physics, quantum physics and science, you'll see that's not what's what it's referred to. And, all, but you do agree, however it happened, which I don't believe that part, but let's answer. However happened, you do know that the woman came from the man and the man came from God, right? That's a story. Why, why should I believe a story? Who wrote that story? Is it really God, the word of God, or is it man that tampered with that so that man could be the bosses of the world. Oh, man, you have to obey the men. It was written by men who were truly inspired by God. How do you know? Because I can see that it's the truth. There were witnesses to the truth. What's the truth? Is that there's only one God and we are not him. How do you know there's only one God? Well, there's another one. Satan is the God of the woman. Have you noticed that the God above is the God of, of the man because he came from that. And the God below is the God of the woman. Again, it's men trying to make the woman the bad guy. And it's all just a made up story. It's all like legends. <laughs> that was actually that story came from like way back. If you study ancient civilizations, it's all like a total like nighttime story. Really? So you don't believe anything that the Bible says the scriptures have to say? Like I said, I do follow the teachings of Jesus, but well, not the Well, that's his one. teaching. Those are his <laughs> teaching. What the? Oh, that's not. If you read, it's all, it's been tampered with. It's all been tampered with. Read the books that didn't make it to the Bible, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Have you ever noticed that any time a man, every time a man listens to a woman, he suffers? And if I listen to men, I suffer. <laughs> but have you noticed, though, that every time a man listens to a woman, he suffers? That is such a generic statement. I actually, I, I don't know where you got that from, but okay. Your experience is different than mine, I guess. You haven't noticed it? I've noticed that every time a man listens to a woman, he suffers. 
Just like that when Adam so listened, just like when Adam listened to Eve, he <laughs> suffered. Yeah, blame it on the woman. That's hilarious, but that's okay. And Who that's do you want me to believe. blame it on the rain or the woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. So you are you just joking with me, or you don't believe the no, order of God? That's just, it's you believe what you believe. It's okay. I respect that. I believe what I believe. Amazing. Yeah. Is it possible that what you are believing is wrong? Is it possible that what you're believing is wrong? Not at all. I have no doubt. <laughs> See, so we're even. How do we know? We're not going to know until after we die, maybe. No, you can know before then by forgiving your mother for turning you away from your father and forgive your father for turning, every... for not protecting you from her. And it's then God good. would forgive you for playing God and you, can, you shall know the truth. You draw you into the kingdom. I'm all about forgiveness. I don't hold resentment with anyone. Nice. Yeah. What is love? That only hurts me anyway. Why would I do that? What is love? Love? Uh Uh-huh. Love? Well, going to the Bible, it says God is love. Love is But why are you quoting the Bible? You don't believe in the Bible? What's up? (laughs) <laughs> now well, you quote the Bible. You uh, what well, is you quote the Bible now, but you didn't like the Bible. Or anything else about the Bible? Well, I'm just giving sudden, you like so you can relate. But what do I think is love? Yeah, what is love um, from you? What is love? Love is um, the opposite of fear. The opposite of um, fear. Mm-hmm. And do you love the great white hope? To create hope? Do you love the great white hope? What is that? Oh, you don't know who that is? No. Oh, what the? Where you been? Do you see this guy? (laughs) (laughs) When you open your heart to patriotism, there is no room for prejudice. I rest my case. Do you love Donald Trump? The president, Donald Trump. Everyone, do I like him? Not so much. And do you, but do, do I you love him? him? Of course. You love him. I love everyone because. How about I'm Donald Trump? Trump? And like I said, I love everyone, and that includes him. I am not a fan at all, but that's just my personal taste. When you when you counsel in your relationship, uh, 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 job there. Do you do you counsel just men and women, husband and wife, or do you counsel the everybody else, the S's too? More individuals. Oh, okay. Individually, yeah. Amazing. And so <laughs> we're starting to run out of time here. I want to know what made you decide. Oh, you said you became you got into comedy because you wanted to spread love. Is that right? Yeah. Or make people feel good. Yeah. Is it true that you have an only fan page? Yes, I do. And wh- uh, why is that? Uh, well, OnlyFans is not just for adult entertainment. There's a lot of people like like myself, comedians who uh, are there. And I do have a page where I do comedy in lingerie, very classy lingerie. Oh, okay. And what it's about, it's about body positivity. I spread body positivity, love your body, love your curves. Love yourself, love the way you are right now, and not like, oh, I'll be great in a month or in two months when I lose 20 pounds. You yeah, know, no, yeah. just love yourself right now because if you've got to love yourself to be able to love others. So, and so when um, a fat woman comes into your office and she's insecure because of her fatness, you tell her to love that fatness, of course. Oh, that's that's who she is and what she's got, unless she wants. You know, she feels like she wants to lose weight for whatever reason, for health reasons right. or whatever. That's, but yeah, love yourself the way you are, of course. Do you um, do you believe that racism exists? It does, absolutely. And what's your proof of that? Uh, I think people. This is my take. Remember, I was born in Argentina, and I don't cry for me, Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> I did. I kept my promise. I did. So my racism best. is anything that you discriminate against people that don't look like you, that are not like your culture, that are um, in a way that people feel they're a threat to them in some kind of way, which is so weird because nobody is a threat. It's like we're all human But that sounds like a person's own insecurity. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. So how is that racism if another person is just insecure anyway? Well, if they're insecure and they're afraid or threatened by <laughs> another culture, then, you know, like as a Latina, it happens to me. Like they're, because we're, you know, curvy. I was always really curvy. And I I felt like a lot of times, um, especially when I was married to a, a white guy, the second one, um, I felt like, his parents or his mother like felt threatened by my curves. I don't know if that makes any Meaning sense. that you were fat at one time? <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I was a, no, I actually, I'm, I was What does a, curvy mean if it doesn't mean fat? Well, you know, curvy. Well, why would his mother care about that? Because it was, uh, I think it was like a threat. So you felt know, insecure, really you felt insecure around his mother about being curvy? No. I don't care. But why do you know she thought anything about it? I know. Did she tell you that? In so many words. She's like, oh, you're too curvy, and I'm, I don't like it. Kind of. She said that? In a way. She did? Mm-hmm. What the? <laughs> yeah. And so what did your husband say about it when you told him? Um, nothing. He was, again, he was a beta male. So it was like, hey, whatever. <laughs> and so, so where you, you haven't given me any proof that racism is this. I don't see where yeah. racism is this. It's just a made up lie. And I grew up on a plantation in Alabama under the wow. Jim Crow laws. And I never heard the word racism. I heard right and wrong, treat people the way you would like to be treated. There's yeah. good and bad in all races. And so why do you believe that racism is this with no proof? Well, if you think, if we define racism as discriminating against people who are not your culture, then it does exist, I think, everywhere. Uh, is it a political ploy to manipulate um, nations? Maybe. I don't know. If and that's so what you're referring to. Do you ever discriminate? No. You have never I, discriminated. No, I either like you or don't like you. It's very That's simple. discrimination. Well, I don't like somebody if they're mean or they're nasty to other people. But and that's it discrimination. Who they are, I don't care. I, I don't know, but like that's that. discrimination because if you were not discriminating, you would feel the same way about the mean person as you do to not mean that the person is not well, mean. But you're discriminating, so you you can consider being racist. Well, no, because I don't want to be around somebody who's mean. Why would I be around somebody who's mean to me? I don't like that. I don't want that for me. But why Do discriminate? Don't they have a right to be that way if they want to? They they have, but do I have a right to not be around them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so then it's not racism. It's a choice that you made. I don't want to be around this person. So yeah. it has nothing to do with racism then. No, absolutely. So racism does not exist. I don't know. I mean, your question is very esoteric and it's very, and can, I mean, we can discuss for hours. I think it does, but. But just I because mean, you think it doesn't mean that it's true, right? Of course, it doesn't mean it's a thought. Again, it's a thought yeah. that pops in my head. And uh, now what, what narrative is, is real nowadays? Well, you have algorithms where if you, let's say, Google Donald Trump, right? Yeah. You're going to get all the algorithms of Donald Trump or anything that's related to that narrative. Yeah. You, you know, Google Biden, you're going to have like on YouTube, you'll see all Biden. You know what I mean? I do. So it's like, what narrative is true? Are they all true or are they, none of them are true. So what do you, what do you think about in America today and in all the Western countries where white mm -hmm. people found it, white people found America and created and built the greatest country on this side of heaven and now the blacks hate the whites because they're jealous and envious, envious of the whites. And rather than appreciating what the white people built, they want to destroy. What do you think about that? It's like invite somebody into your home, your great home you built, and now they want to destroy. What do you think about that? I don't think that's an accurate description to me. That that's I don't I don't see that. But, but why again, do you think they keep begging and whining the blacks? They keep begging and whining and blaming and burning and destroying and talk about reparation and affirmative action. They they show no self discipline, and and they're blaming the whites. They call white people white superior, white supremacy because they see white people superior to them. What do you think about all that? 
I think that's the narrative I am not down with. Um, I, I don't have, you know, I would, did not grow up in this country. So right. I really can't, uh, I haven't experienced a lot of the stuff that needs to be experienced for me to have an opinion. I don't think, I mean, I don't see what you're saying. I understand it, but I don't see it. You live in America it's now though, right? Yeah. But and so do you look at the black folks and go, what a mess? I, I look at people. I don't look at black people, white people, Latin people. I mean, it just, <laughs> it's just, that is just division. It's just, it's just so weird to me. Last question about that. Yes. How do you feel that the blacks in school and now the workplace and everywhere are teaching little white children that they are racist, that they are evil just because they are white, and they are telling the black children that you are better than the white children, and they are treating the white children like they are racist and they hate others, they hate the blacks. Is, is that evil for doing that to children? Well, I think that... They call it, it critical race theory. Well, if you, to me, regardless of that particular topic, if you teach hatred to children, that's just not right. Right, it's evil. What kind of heart oh, yeah, can you yeah, have yeah. that you destroy the soul of children? Because hatred divides and we want to unite, right? As a human race, we want to be united in love and peace and joy. And that's... That's, that's not the, the way to do it. Are you for open borders? For open borders, like all these I, illegal aliens coming into our country, are I you for that? Have, I don't have an opinion about that, to be honest. Oh, so you just I, kind of look at that. You see all the thousands of people coming in, and you're like, I don't care about that. Um, it's more complicated than that. It's not as simple as that. Oh, I gotta put you on the hot seat. I need to heat this up, folks, and put my guests on the hot seat. Uh-oh, more? <laughs> I'm burning already. <laughs> it's getting hot up in here. So I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible, all right? Oh, my God. Okay. The hot Do you have anger? Yes. Is climate change real? Maybe. In one word, describe Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Was it a mistake to educate women? No. Should a, should a man, because educated women would never make for a good wife and a good mother, should a man ever marry an educated woman? Of course. True or false, Jesus is black. I believe he's definitely not white. Is sex love? Sex, if sex, love? Is sex love? Uh, no, not necessarily. Are you a feminist? Um, yes, I am. Should transgenders be allowed to play in women's sport? Um, I, I think so, but I'm kind of torn a little bit, but I think so. You think so, but you're kind of torn? I'm kind of torn because I know as an athlete that um, if you're born um, male, you are uh, stronger physically than a woman with the same training. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of, as an athlete, I'm like, I don't know how I feel. Um, so, but I, I, they do have the right to be in um, a woman's team. They do have that right. That So I, when you say you're kind of torn between that, and that's the yeah. same as being torn between two lovers? Feeling <laughs> like a fool? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Capitalism or socialism? Whew, somewhere in between. Would you vote for uh, Alexander's court, Alexander Cortez, AOC? Would you vote for her? I don't know who the heck that is. You don't know, know who it is? No, You're I blessed. don't follow politics. <laughs> did you have fun? Yes, I did. This was fun. You challenged me, and I like that. Thank you, and thanks for ta uh, taking uh, taking on the hot seat there. I do appreciate it. You're welcome. And tell the folks how to get your books, how to watch your comedy, and whatever you're doing. Oh, wonderful, yes. Uh, you can get my book, Love at First X, on my website, gracecomedian.com. Um, and then uh, you can follow me on Insta. It's uh, Grace Fraga Comedy. And on Twitter, it's Grace Fraga. And I'm on Facebook. I have a page, Grace Fraga.
Right on. Grace, I truly enjoyed this. Merry Me Christmas too. to you, and, and I hope you have an amazing New Year 2022. And thank you so much for coming on. It was fun. You have a good attitude about it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This was fun. It was not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always down for like a challenge. This is That's fun. right. I like yeah, that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you thank- so much for having me. Yeah, it was fun. All right, Definitely. folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to check out our merch. And the Father's Day is now on Patreon, so click the Patreon link in the description to follow our work. And let me hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I absolutely appreciate it. Thanks for watching the Father State. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. Support my nonprofit at rebuildingdemand.com and tell everybody and their mama about the show. <laughs>